Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34 plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So, You can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text Just News to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friends who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group, text Just News to 989898 right now. Hello, America, and welcome to a new edition of John Solomon Reports, the morning after edition. Yes, when I mean the morning after, I mean the morning after the State of the Union, where Joe Biden told folks he couldn't wait to build a wall to keep vaccines out. I'm not making that. That was actually one of his mumbo jumboed lines from last night. But listen, it won't be the gaffes that most will be remembered about last night's speech. It won't be Kamala Harris's brown pantsuit. And that's not going to be what people remember long term. What's going to be remembered about last night's State of the Union address was it is the night that the Democrats' civil war poured into the streets and into the American consciousness. President Joe Biden gives his first State of the Union address and everywhere around him, in a one-hour moment around that speech, you saw that the president who was telling the country, I want to have a unity agenda, couldn't even unify his own Democratic Party. What do I mean? Joe Manchin, the moderate, he was sitting with Republicans, the only Democrat to sit with Republicans last night. And an hour before he did that, he put out a statement saying it's hypocritical of President Biden to allow Russian imports to keep coming into this country while not allowing American energy exploration to fill the gap. All right, that's the moderate side. Now, we know Joe Manchin hasn't always been on Joe Biden's ticket and platform here. But let's go to the other side. Not one But two progressive Democrats felt compelled to have counter-programming to give their response, their counter-theory, to the president's speech. Republicans only gave one, Kim Reynolds of Iowa. Democrats gave us two, including Rashida Tlaib. That's a pretty big moment. Now, Cori Bush, the progressive lawmaker from Missouri in the St. Louis area, she wore a dress designed to antagonize her own president. She's a Democrat. She wore a dress with 18,000, the number on it, saying how many pardons and commutations President Biden hadn't acted on it. He called him out. Now, the president responded back to Cori Bush by saying, we're not going to defund the police. The funding the police is not the answer. Well, while he was saying that, Democrats on one of the subcommittees in the House Judiciary Committee scheduled a hearing entitled or focused on this subject. This is an exact word, reinventing the police. By the way, that's the new Democratic catchword for defunding the police, cutting the powers of the police. So right as the president said, we're not going to defund police, part of his party was saying otherwise. And if we can go all the way back to last Friday, four or five days before the president spoke, Tulsi Gabbard, 
a Democratic congresswoman or former Democratic congressman from Hawaii who ran against Joe Biden in the Democratic primary just two years ago. She eviscerated Joe Biden in the era of cancel culture. He has brought in the Democratic Party can't even have the unity that Joe Biden is trying to sell that he can bring to America. That, I believe, is what people are going to remember about last night's speech. All right. Now, we've got two amazing guests. First up, Congressman Scott Perry from the great state of Pennsylvania. He is the chairman of the House Freedom Caucus and one of the most important rebel rousers and thinkers in the entire Republican caucus. He's going to be joining us. We're really looking forward to that. And then we're going to have a conversation about the state of energy in America. It's very important for us to get a sense of the security and national posture that we're all in. So we're going to also take a crack at that. I think that's going to be an important conversation. So stay tuned. A great show ahead. Lots of news to be had. And we'll be right back after this commercial message. Folks, Factors delicious, ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. You'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan, plus veggie, and so much more. And there's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutritional-packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious and easy. What are you waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. If you're like me and have a busy schedule that the last thing you want to worry about is what to eat or having to go to the grocery store, Factor makes it easy. As they are flexible to your schedule, get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. Plus, Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat, usually in just two minutes. So there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Head to factormeals.com slash justnews50 and use the promo code justnews50 to get 50% off. That's the code justnews50 at factormeals.com. One more time, factormeals.com slash justnews50. Use the justnews50 code and you will get 50% off your first order. Folks, if you owe back taxes, fair warning, you're not going to like this. The IRS is mailing millions of pay-up letters. Millions, I say. Then it's up to the 20,000 new IRS enforcement agents to find you. Why the IRS targets you and not millionaires? Well, because millionaires have tax lawyers. You don't, you'll pay up. Plus interest and penalties. You need Tax Network USA, and you need them now. Tax Network USA has brilliant war room strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. Like a preferred direct line to the IRS, they know which agents to deal with and who to avoid. It's not all bad news for you because Tax Network USA learned of a special limited time IRS offer. They're willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. So schedule your free confidential consultation to see if you qualify for this limited time IRS penalty canceling offer. To do so, call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. Or visit tnusa.com slash justnews. That's tnusa.com slash justnews. All right, folks, welcome back for the commercial break. So proud to have this next guest on this show. He's the congressman from the great state of Pennsylvania and one of the most common sense voices in all of Congress. Joining me right now, Congressman Scott Perry. Congressman, great to have you on the show. 
Well, thank you so much for the opportunity. Uh, the world needs uh, truth tellers out there. And, uh, you know, just the news is what we want. We can decide what we figure out, what we think about it. But we, we need the facts and, and not be told what to think. And that's what you provide. We appreciate oh, it. Very kind. Thank you, sir. I enjoy doing that. Um, there was a pretty big moment last night. We had a State of the Union, and there were two really shocking things to me. One is how far Ukraine and Russia got away from this president. And then secondly, the president is talking about a unity agenda, but his own party is completely in division among itself. There's a civil war. You got Joe Manchin sitting with the Republicans, Cori Bush wearing a dress, antagonizing the president, two counter-programming speeches by Democrats countering their own president's speech. Your thought on those two dynamics as they played out last night? Look, I, I hate to say it. I hate to tell people this if they haven't realized it already, but the Democrat Party that John F. Kennedy belonged to, that uh, Harry Truman led, that, that, that party no longer exists. And I think that people, because their, their parents, their family members were uh, members of it long ago, have stayed with it, not realizing what has happened. That, that the party just simply doesn't exist and uh, and of course, last night, those are just some of the manifestations of it. And uh, and quite honestly, John, if you listen to the president's speech, with all due respect, just completely disconnected, like literally completely disconnected from reality. Uh, you can't you can't be talking about securing the border or funding the police when, when there's been absolutely. I mean, it's it's it's, it's as if. He thinks that words make it so. Meanwhile, his actions over that are demonstrable and are striking prove exactly the opposite. And while he may not want the American people to believe that he's been dragged by the socialist wing of of whatever party they now belong to, um, we're we're feeling the effects of it all in every single aspect of our life, whether it's going to gas pump, whether it's going to the store, whether it's our daily conversations around a coffee pot, uh, whether it's watching TV and uh, uh, the, the events happening, unfolding on the world stage. And all of it is bad. All of it is headed in the wrong direction. There's literally, they, as far as I could tell, there wasn't one accomplishment pointed to last night after this period of That's time with him as You're president. Right. He could. There was nothing he could point to as a success. I guess he may have, for a moment, flicked at the um, the uh, infrastructure bill and the bipartisan vote on that, which was very mild partisan vote. But he really had nothing to tell um, America they accomplished. All he had was, "Hey, there's a lot of crises that have suddenly happened up on my watch." And if you're sitting in that audience and you're Mon Joe Sixpack in in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, what do you take away from this president? Uh, you're just not better off than you were a year ago, are you? I don't see how you can be. And I think that most people that were interested in watching were looking for for some sign that things were going to be different, something that made sense to them. You know, telling us that you're for energy independence and energy dominance, where the first thing you do on day one, yeah. cancel the Keystone Pipeline, cancel all drilling on federal lands, continental shelf, uh, and, and no permitting of LNG, no pipeline permitting, no rail transportation of LNG, no exporting of, uh, of, uh, of, of liquid natural gas. And at the same time, while there's a war in Ukraine, we're literally bringing in millions of barrels of oil from Russia every single day. And we have zero. There's literally no plan to stop that, by the way. There's, no matter what they say, people look at that and they say, wait a minute, I'm paying $1.50 more a gallon every time 
I, I got to go to work or take my kids to a soccer game or, or to some school event. And I didn't hear anything that tells me that any of that's going to change. As a matter of fact, I was told that, you know, that uh, this uh, bipartisan, the one, if you want to call it a victory, this bipartisan infrastructure bill, that now I, I'm forced to buy an electric vehicle that I can't afford, that is not supported uh, and um, and is not very efficient either in in energy use or in climate concerns. So I don't know what what do I grab onto here? Why do I continue to support this guy, this party? And I think that's the question most people have on their minds the day after. Yeah, you and I were talking offline, and I, I think most Americans are still getting educated, but they're getting a sense of this. Russia is fighting Ukraine over geopolitical energy interests. And and here we are in America sitting on perhaps the greatest wealth of energy that could change the entire world. And this president is restraining it, constricting it, while meanwhile allowing Vladimir Putin to get more and more dollars for his oil. Um, Joe Manchin issued a statement last night directly criticizing his presence just an hour before the speech. He then sat with Republicans. This is all about energy, right? This current war is energy and it was unleashed by this president. Isn't that true? It really, it really is about energy. People, maybe they don't realize that. As I told you, John, no one in Ukraine, Russia, China, in, in Western Germany, nobody anywhere in the world fighting over windmills and, and solar panels. <laughs> yes. They're fighting over the real energy that the real world uses. And I'm not saying that those other things aren't worthy of consideration, but when you get down to it, this is the stuff that drives economies. And and be, by by his policies, by President Biden's policies, not only destroying the American economy and really putting the squeeze on average citizens that are just trying to get by, he's also completely opened the door for Russia to do this. Every single day, $65 million get poured into the war machine of Vladimir Putin by the United States alone, while, while literally he's at the, at the podium asking us to support Ukraine. So we're supporting the enemy at the same time we're being asked to support the friendly. And, and between that and his rhetoric that basically said, go ahead, Russia, we're not going to do much if it's just a small incursion. Well, I don't know who thinks a small inc- a, a burglar breaking down your door and walking in the front door and just yeah, take the TV, right? Yeah. You're still victimized. Yeah, yeah, that's, that, that, <laughs> that's a horrific violation uh, for anyone. And so uh, the only person more responsible for uh, the Russian invasion of Ukraine, uh, you know, other than Vladimir Putin, is is Joe Biden. It's just a remarkable moment, and I think you know, and and he spent all this time. And look, Ukraine's a huge issue. Um, he spent as much, to, but if he'd have spent as much time talking about defending America's borders and actually doing it, yeah. um, I think that you know there would have been uh, there would have been some curiosity about what might change. But he literally said we need to defend America's borders, and then kind of moved on, acting yeah. like the policy that he's uh, that he's promoted for the last year hasn't invited two million people to cross illegally, and absolutely nothing's been done about that. So. Tough talk is meaningless. I mean, right now there are war crimes in, being committed in, in Ukraine, and that's per open source reporting. That wasn't mentioned at all last night. So I think people are tired of the, you know, the talk, but without walking, you know, the talk, talk is cheap. If you're going to talk the talk, you got to walk the walk. Yeah, that's really an important uh, part of it. 
There's a poll out that shows 78%, and I can't remember it ever being higher than this in my lifetime. 78% of Americans are dissatisfied with uh, where the country is headed. That, that's that been achieved in just one year by Joe Biden. Right. There seems to be a sense that the world has uh, been lost control of, right? Our border is insecure. Our city crimes are raging with violence. Um, our uh, our world is now aflame with you know something that some people fear could be World War III. What can Republicans do in the short term to uh, show America that uh, the this chaos can be brought under control, that common sense can be prevailing, and that America still is the strongest, most powerful country in the world? John, I'm so happy that you asked the question. Here's what I think Republicans must do: we must show a striking alternative to this crazy activist, radical left-wing policy. And that means we can't just say, look how awful they are, vote for us. We need to stand for something affirmatively and show how we would be markedly different, not just that we're not as bad as them, but we're actually better than them. And, and of course, one of the my frustrations, and I think it's the frustration of many in Congress, is we just don't do that. I know we don't have the majority and we can't move bills. We can't have hearings. We You know, we can't make people vote on certain things, but we certainly can go out and say, these are the things we stand for. And and, you know, you're going to anger some on the left uh, and they're probably not going to vote for you. But you know what, John, they're never going to vote for us anyhow. And so we shouldn't spend our time trying to win friends that we're never going to have and lose all the friends that we currently do have. And the Republican Party, to me, uh, needs to step up and say, this is what we're going to do if you elect us and tangible things. Look, you know, even if we win the majority in the House and the Senate, we still will not have the presidency. The courts are still going to be against us. And certainly the media is going to be against us. But so many times, how many times, John, you worked on the Hill. How many times did you hear? Well, we're not going to pass that bill because the Senate won't vote on it or the Senate won't vote for it. We're not in the United States Senate. We're in the House of Representatives. We need to say, say what we need to plant the flag. This is what we stand for and put pressure on the Senate to stand for the right thing, too, and let the American people know where we are, whether it's inflation, whether it's crime, whether it's the border, whether it's foreign policy, whether it's policing, all those things we need to take a very strong and public stand on and say this is what you will get if you vote for us. Yeah, really remarkable. Uh, There is more saber rattling in Eastern Europe today with Russia. Keeps referring to nuclear, 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 nuclear weapons, nuclear war. Uh, I think some of this is probably posturing uh, from the intel sources I'm talking to uh, because the internal dynamic in Russia is not good for Putin right now, so sounding tough may help him. But what should we be watching for over the next two weeks to judge where the Russia-Ukraine conflict is? And what are the intelligence communities telling members of Congress about where this war is headed? Well, I will tell you, I think that we have to uh, be very careful and very cautious about just discounting that. It seems to me that the narrative thus far is, is that Russia moved into Ukraine, Putin moved into, into Ukraine because he was paranoid about NATO. And I just did that didn't add up to me because NATO's never done anything really yeah, meaningful. Right. So 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 it might really be that uh, that Vladimir Putin is hearing these paranoid voices and he do, absolutely does want to reconstitute the Soviet Union. And he's even said as much. And I think we need to start listening to the things that he says and and take them seriously. So with that in mind, 
Um, I, I think that we just need to be on a heightened state of alert, and we really need to start thinking about what our priorities, not only from an energy standpoint are, John, but from a national defense standpoint. China's sent hypersonic missiles around the globe now. Uh, Russia's announced that they've already got hypersonic capability. What is our missile defense system in the United States of America regarding hypersonic uh, deterrence? Do you know, John? We know. It's never been articulated, right? That's that's exactly right. And so uh, this is a dangerous world. And when you've got a person that is desperate, and I think as Ukraine drags on, as Russia is further isolated, as their economy continues to uh, to to, uh, to be decimated by the decisions that he's made in the international community's decisions in response to that. I think he becomes more isolated, more, des- uh, more desperate, and more willing to lash out. And, you know, a, a rat is a small animal that, uh, that isn't much of a challenge or much of a threat to anybody until you get it in a corner. And uh, so I just think we need to be hyper vigilant about this and really start looking at this is the world of reality, John, not the world that we wish it were, but the world that is. And and while I think many of my colleagues on quite honestly, both sides of the aisle like to live in the world that they wish it would be. We have to start acting like we're living in the world that exists right in front of us. Yeah, no, it is so, so important to assess the real facts, not the spin, not the wish world that we live in. And I think a lot of things last night were in the speech, just wishes that have no chance of happening, right? BBB is not happening. Uh, The voting rights legislation is not going to happen. But $6 gas could be happening, right? Or $5 gas could be happening. Yeah, $5 gas is right around the corner. And if this continues... Uh, you know, cutting off Russia's uh, selling of oil to us and the rest of the world. First of all, that needs to happen. But but we're acting like we can't replace it ourselves right. when we can. Now, it takes time. You don't just turn on the switch of a well that's been shut off for a year and a half. But we should be working on it right now. Uh, Wendy Sherman told me today in a hearing, you know, she reiterated to me and condescended to me that all options are on the table. And I tried to remind her that these prices went up a dollar and a half long before Ukraine was invaded by Russia. This is their policy. And the and, and apparently the only reason that the items these these things are on the table is because Russia invaded Ukraine. So the fact that Americans are suffering under the yoke of these increased prices, shortages, and general malaise in their economy with 40-year highs on inflation is just because Joe Biden made, says it's so. Yeah, it's unreal. You can't you can't wish the world to what it is be. You have to react to the realities, and we're, we're clearly in that place. Last question. The next couple of yes, months, sir. obviously, Kim Reynolds gave the Republican response yep. last night. What do Republicans do to make sure that Americans understand the alternative difference on every subject that matters to them, what Republicans are offering versus uh, what Democrats are offering. Americans, uh, Republicans need to go out and talk to their neighbors, uh, the citizens that are working hard and suffering under these circumstances and be unafraid to tell the truth. So many Republicans say one thing out on the campaign stump and then and then come to Washington, D.C. and do another thing totally unacceptable. They need to go out and own the things that they believe in, the things that the base believes in, and then they need to be willing to come back to Washington, D.C. or their state capitals and actually force the votes on them, whether it's election integrity, whether it's energy security, whether it's policing, whether it's the border. We need votes. We need to we need to see who's with us and who's not with us so that the American people can make a choice. And I know that many politicians don't want to have those votes because they don't want to be in that position. 
But you can't ran, run from, John, you know this saying, you can't run from what you ran for. So voting is your job. Let's vote on things and show the American people what we stand for. Yeah, that is a key. They're, Americans are looking for a clear difference from the chaos they just inherited with Joe Biden. Yeah, and uh, absolutely. It's important for conservatives to give them that difference. Congressman, it's always an honor to have you on. We always learn a ton of stuff from you and uh, get some great wisdom. I can't wait to get you back on real soon. Thanks so much. You have a great day. God bless you and your audience. You as well, sir. Thank you so much. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about that energy crisis right after this message. Folks, Field of Greens is the healthiest thing I do every day, and I want you on this journey with me. Why? It's literally one scoop a day. It tastes great. I love the fruit flavors particularly, and it's completely improved my life and my health. This is nutrition the way nature intended. When I began taking a hard look at why I wasn't feeling good and why I felt unhealthy, why I was gaining weight, why I was losing energy, it wasn't just because I had hit my 50s. No, it was because I wasn't getting the right amount of fruit and vegetables in my diet. And listen, I'm just too busy to go to the store, clean up the vegetables, cook uh, uh, vegetable dinners, and make sure I hit the fruit. A field of greens stepped in. One scoop of powder in my drink or on my eggs in the morning, and boom, I was off and feeling better. And suddenly, I was losing weight. I was sleeping better. My metabolism went up. My blood sugar went down. My cholesterol went down. And my weight went down. And my doctor said, hey, whatever you're doing, keep it doing. You know what that is? It's Field of Greens. That's what I've been doing. Field of Greens is radically different. Each organic fruit and vegetable was medically chosen to support heart and vital organ health. I trust Field of Greens to keep me healthy. I promise you, you're going to love this product. But if for any reason you don't, they'll give you 100% money back guarantee. Now, you're going to get 15% off your first order plus free rush shipping because of the incredible partnership we have here at Just the News with Brick house nutrition and of course field of greens all you got to do to take advantage of this offer visit fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code just news that's promo code just news at fieldofgreens.com don't wait go to fieldofgreens.com today use the promo code just news for 15 percent off hey folks it's john solomon here today i want to shine a light on amac an organization who's dedicated to america's seniors but is vital for conservatives of all ages amac stands out by not only advocating for senior issues, but also by pushing for conservative values that affect us all. By joining, you're not just supporting our senior citizens, you're part of a movement defending the freedoms that made this country great and to ensure that we secure our nation's future. Plus, membership brings you exclusive benefits like discounts on travel, dining, and entertainment, and of course, special insurance rates, one of the things I like. Regardless of your age, if you're driven to preserve freedom, AMAC welcomes you. This is about uniting youthful vigor with the wisdom of experience and our quest to keep this country great. Sign up now for amac.us slash justnews. And for a limited time, you get a free gift membership for someone else who shares your love for our great nation. Don't miss out on this chance to make a difference from AMAC. Join today at amac.us slash justnews. That's amac.us slash justnews. And extend the invitation to a friend or family member for free. What a great opportunity. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. As promised, a very special guest. Joining us right now is the executive director of the Taxpayers Protection Alliance, Patrick Hedger. Patrick, great to have you on the show. Hey, thank you so much for having me. Before we get started, 
I'd like just to introduce, for those who may not have heard the mission of protecting taxpayers and what the Taxpayers Protection Alliance does, tell us a little bit uh, about what your group does and how it really helps people in this great country. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for the opportunity. Uh, We are a nonprofit, nonpartisan taxpayer and consumer watchdog organization based in Washington, D.C. So we're focused on all things uh, economic policy and government accountability, making sure that uh, Washington isn't wasting your money and not taking more money from you than they need. Um, and also making sure that uh, new rules and regulations and legislation doesn't interfere uh, unnecessarily uh, with consumer products and the consumer experiences. So all around government watchdog group. Yeah, and does a lot of great stuff. Folks, if you haven't seen their website, it's fantastic. ProtectingTaxpayers.org. Go check it out. Uh, Patrick uh, Hedger and David Williams, a president who I've known for a long time, doing really important work trying to protect your hard-earned dollars from government malfeasance. It's really great work there all the time. All right, let's jump into the uh, the conversation of the day. We obviously have the State of the Union tonight. We also have this extraordinary conflict that has now broken out in Eastern Europe, Russia versus Ukraine. Now Belarus may be involved. Cyber attacks were the warning sign that Russia was about to invade. They hit Ukraine maybe 24, 30 hours before the actual invasion. How concerned should Americans be that these cyber attacks may extend now to Western partners or even the United States? Yeah, they should be very concerned. We're already seeing reports, uh, unconfirmed, right, in the fog of war. Everything is, uh, take everything with a grain of salt, but we're seeing reports that Germany is experiencing problems within its electrical grid. Um, and so we should be very concerned. And, and, and there's, as soon as it was clear that the invasion was going to happen, I think it was just after uh, Russia began to occupy those two breakaway regions in the Donbass, uh, the FBI uh, reached out to basically every major business uh, in the United States uh, and every major cybersecurity player saying, button everything up, tighten everything up. Uh, we expect that this is a low friction way of Russia to kind of get back at the West uh, for the sanctions uh, and the military aid to uh, Ukraine. So, um, you know, it's a new type of warfare. There's a lot of questions about what constitutes uh, an, an actual, you know, war-like attack in cyberspace. So the first thing Russians are going to do is, is try to sow chaos as much as possible uh, to distract from uh, what's going on over there. Pretty remarkable. And under the NATO alliance, the Article 5 trigger for uh, NATO coming to the defense of a NATO member country. Would a cybersecurity attack potentially qualify as a justification for kicking NATO into protection? Yeah, certainly. Um, at, at some level, there's still some questions about that. There's actually uh, this week, there's a, an event called State of the Net going on here in Washington, D.C. And that's a question that's been posed to some members of Congress. And, and it's an open ended question because the, the, the range of a cyber attack can be uh, anywhere from an annoyance to causing loss of life. Um, And so it it remains to be seen, um, you know, what would if a nation suffered a cyber attack that was so detrimental that, you know, you know, shut off power to a hospital or something like that, um, that uh, you you could see a world where Article five gets invoked. And and we don't really want to get to that point. No, we Um, don't. That's why. Yeah, we want we are. That's the last thing that we want is to have uh, a cyber attack, you know, provoke a larger war, which is why it's so important for a societal-wide effort to be put in place for cybersecurity and for the government not to undermine that. 
Yeah. Now, we often hear about cybersecurity in the United States in our defensive posture, which is we're trying to stop attacks. We're trying to protect people. And so that's a good thing. But we also have developed, we haven't deployed them very often, but we also developed offensive cyber weapons. Is this the sort of moment in history where we might see some of those surface in a more uh, robust way than maybe in past history? Yeah, that's certainly possible. Um, one of the most notable examples of an offensive cyber attack, and most believe it was a, a combination of, of Israeli and U.S. Right. Uh, technology, was the Stuxnet attack against, uh, a, uh, excuse me, uh, Iranian nuclear facilities. And that, that took those facilities offline. Um, so that's, there are definite cyber weapons in America's holster. Um, it remains to be seen. You know, a lot of it is clandestine. So you right. will see attacks and, and, you know, hacker groups might take credit for it. But in reality, it could be, uh, you know, U.S. operations doing that. Yeah, yeah right. We probably hide our uh, hide our role or make it uh, difficult to do. Uh, Homeland, the FBI started warning last week that in conjunction with the war in Ukraine, that we might start to see attacks here. As you said, Germany's already seeing it. How much has American cybersecurity defenses improved and how vulnerable, what sort of vulnerabilities do we still have? You guys study this really well. Uh, how vulnerable are we? Are we getting a little bit better? Yeah, um, you know, it, it, it's constantly like a catch-up game. Right. Um, you know, it's, 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 it's very much so a ratcheting effect. It, when, you, when you cover one area and defend one area, the, you know, the, the target shifts and the technology evolves. Um, so far, you know, there are some really interesting things that have been put in place. I would say uh, in the private sector, in terms of our smart devices, things security's gotten a lot better um, because our smart devices, like your iPhone, has moved away from um, what we see with like a laptop, right, which is you can download whatever you want from the open Internet. And that, you know, everybody knows that, you know, you download a song or a file from a random website, you could very easily expose yourself to malware or virus. Um, that's become hard to do on a lot of Americans' personal devices through design, um, by design, by Apple and Google yeah. and some of the other smart device producers. So that's a, that's a huge uh, benefit in terms of cybersecurity. Um, where we're vulnerable right now is that we have a labor shortage, and the labor shortage is not just waiters at restaurants and, and, and folks stocking shelves. It's, it's cybersecurity professionals as well. Uh, as late, late last year, the CEO of Microsoft said about a third of all cybersecurity job positions in the U.S. are, are vacant right now. Wow, and that's, that's uh, amazing. You think in an economy where people are, want to get a good job and we, we can't fill those. Yeah, and, and increasingly we're not, you know, we're not directing students into, into career paths that uh, provide those skills. Um, we, we need more we need more kids getting uh, getting interested in, in computer engineering and software engineering and cybersecurity. And, uh, and and increasingly, you're, you know, we're going to need to maybe import some of that labor as well. You know, and uh, because that's a huge vulnerability. Imagine if imagine if a third of of, of police department jobs or, or uh, you know, army positions were 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 vacant. That's that's kind of what we're looking at. Yeah, we sure are. It's almost mind numbing to, to think about it. And a lot of people don't think the State of the Union is in a very good shape. The polling over the weekend showed President Biden down to a 30 percent approval rating, which is quite low after one year in office. What is the true state of this country in terms, particularly in terms of economics, its budget, its deficits? How vulnerable are we to the great threats of China wanting to replace our currency as the world currency and us uh, imploding under the weight of enormous debt? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, you know, the biggest thing right now is that the government 
needs to stop rocking the boat, right? We have enough external factors rocking the boat from, from the lingering effects of the pandemic to uh, now this war, you know, potentially wider war breaking out in Europe. Um, and, and, and that's really problematic because you also have business owners concerned about what's the next tax, what's the next spending bill that's coming down the line that's going to raise my costs or make it harder for me to do business. Um, the biggest thing, you know, the health of the economy is, is the certainty of business owners. And so everything that the government can do to increase the certainty of business owners is a positive. But when you talk about new trillion dollar spending bills, new taxes to cover those things, and, and, and then the, uh, the, the the inflationary pressures that come with those types of policies and even just talking about those types of policies, that creates a really unhealthy economy in terms of business owner certainty. So while there might be a lot of jobs available, there might be a lot of cash flowing around, um, people still feel like they can't plan for the long term. And that's what really creates a big problem. Yeah, such an important point to make. Any doubt in your mind that energy prices are going to go up and that's going to toughen inflation over the next few months? There's no doubt. Um, it's 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 baked in at this point, and and I think a lot of the price increases that we saw leading up to the crisis that we're in right now um, were anticipatory, right? I mean, the, the the issue with inflation is that it sort of it's a self fulfilling prophecy. It's very much so a psychological problem, uh, and while there are policies that cause it for sure. Um, when you when you pursue those policies, pe- people begin to be- expect inflation and business owners, they're not stupid. And they think, well, uh, we expect inflation to be coming. So we're going to start raising our prices in order to cover our bases. Yeah. Um, and that, you know, it's a it's a it's a vicious cycle that you get into. Certainly, energy prices are going to go up basically to try and provide a security cushion for for energy providers. Um, but increasingly, as we come out of the pandemic, there's just more demand for aircraft fuel. Yep. car fuel, things like that. It sure is. Yep, there's no doubt. It's a remarkable dynamic in tug and war, demand versus supply. What do you think Americans want to hear from President Biden? What's the message they would love to hear? They may not get it, but would they love to hear? Yeah, uh, I think what they would love to hear is that we're going to stay the course. We're going to continue to open back up and uh, we're not going to pursue any more large expansions of federal programs and federal spending. I think they would uh, I think they would like to really hear some stability. I mean, President Biden got elected without a major congressional mandate and and, and has acted like he's FDR. Um, and that's just, you know, that's not what Americans voted for. Uh, they voted for stability. Uh, they wanted boring and he's he hasn't provided boring. And um, and that so ultimately the less is more if I was advising the Biden administration. But unfortunately, Democrats seem to only have one type of bullet in their holster, and that is more spending and more regulation. I mean, you took the words right out of my mouth. I was going to say less is more seems to be what they want. And you said it. That's a, such a prescient thing. Uh, I want to take us back to where we started this conversation. Last question. A few months ago, just before the uh, holidays, the Justice Department in Detroit brought an indictment against two Iranian gentlemen uh, that they had managed to hack into the state voter systems, in st- uh, one state's voter systems, and uh, download more than 100,000 uh, voters' voter file information, their privacy-protected voter file information. Right after the 2020 election, we heard from people like Chris Krebs, who was then the head of cybersecurity for the government. We're great. Nothing happened. We now know there was a pretty grievous uh, intrusion on the election systems. As we look out, how concerning is that from a cybersecurity standpoint? And do you think states and the federal government 
are doing enough to protect future voting from intrusions? I mean, it's always concerning. I, I'm mostly concerned from a cybersecurity perspective and leading up to elections in terms of misinformation that's being put out there. There's nothing more than, than our adversaries want than to sow chaos, and they don't really care who wins, right? As long as we're at each other's throats, that's, right. that's a win for our adversaries. Um, so I get concerned from that. Uh, I get concerned about voter intimidation and things like that. But I don't think the federal government's moving in the right direction on cybersecurity at all. A lot of the bills that we're seeing right now that are being pushed in order to whack big tech um, are going to carry unintended consequences for cybersecurity. And, and we've got to put, our side, put aside our frustrations with big tech and realize that it's not worth sacrificing the security protocols that they put in place in order to get even with them for whatever, whatever grievance we have, whether we're on, we're on the left or the right. You've got, you know, Senator Klobuchar and, and Republicans joining her with bills that would make our personal devices and and the systems that, you know, voting systems, everything that runs on the back of, of, of the hardware that tech companies are producing less secure. Um, and and that is, not, we're, it's certainly not something we should be doing right now. It's not something we should be rushing to do. Um, and uh, that, but that's what's happening. And, and I'm really concerned about that uh, heading into a future where China is going to feel emboldened uh, and Russia is still going to be causing problems. Yeah, and China's watching this entire Russia-Ukraine thing play out because they're going to take a lot of their leads from the way America navigates this. Patrick, amazing work. Again, how can folks check out the work you're doing at the uh, Taxpayers Protection Alliance? Yeah, sure. Just go to protectingtaxpayers.org, and you can follow us on Twitter at Protect Taxpayers with the one T in the middle. Um, and, uh, yeah, you can keep up with, keep up with us there. Yeah. You guys are doing amazing work. I check the site often and I think uh, folks, if you're listening, it's a great place to check out and see your tax dollars, what's really going on with them. Patrick, an honor to have you on. Can't wait to get you back on soon. Hey, anytime was a real pleasure. All right. Thanks so much. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to wrap things up for the day. We'll be right back after these commercial messages. Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34 plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So, you can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text Just News to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friends who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group, text Just News to 989898 right now. Folks, if you get your wallet stolen or your cell phone or your car, we know what it is. It's old-fashioned theft. It's crime. We know it. Criminals now have a new way to steal our most valuable asset, our homes. Older Americans are most vulnerable to these types of thefts, and that's because they more often own their homes outright. An 88-year-old Florida woman recently discovered that scammers forged her signature, created a fake deed to her home, and then took her property. Those who buy a property from a deed theft scammer often become victims as well. What can you do to protect yourself? It's simple. My good friends at Home Title Lock provide the premier detection technology to protect your home 
and it's tidal. The instant they detect an activity or something suspicious, they mobilize to help shut it down. We won't know a thief took us off our title until it's too late. That's why Tidal Lock jumps into action right away. The titles to all our homes are easily found online. A criminal or renter, even a family member, can simply forge your signature on a home sale form. Then he or she refiles as the new owner and bam, your home is not in your name and all of a sudden debts are being taken out against it. That's why Home Title Lock is my choice. Find out for free when you use my code JUSTNEWS at signup. You'll get a free comprehensive scan of your home's title and 30 days of legendary Home Title Lock protection free. So go to HomeTitleLock.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS. That's the promo code JUSTNEWS at HomeTitleLock.com. Go there today. All right, folks. Thanks for joining us today. Welcome back from the final commercial break. We're so grateful you joined. Great conversation with Congressman Scott Perry, chairman of the Freedom Caucus in the House, a congressman from Pennsylvania, somebody who is really, I'd call him part of the, he's the chairman of the Common Sense Caucus. He really tries to boil down all of the insanity and fakeness in Washington and try to get real with American people and that is always a fun interview as a journalist. All right, before we go, my good friends at Wild Alaskan Company are always offering here at Just the News at John Solomon Reports an extraordinary offer so you can take advantage of their unbelievable seafood. I just grilled out last Saturday. We had a whole bunch of different salmon, sockeye and other salmon that we got in our latest box from Wild Alaskan. It was amazing. But you know the thing I kept hearing? After I, I sat at the grill, we cooked it out. We got at the table and I just kept, would someone pass me some more fish? Will somebody pass me some more fish? I love it. I've been eating more fish than ever because it's healthy. And when you get it from Wild Alaskan Company, it is 100% satisfaction guaranteed. It is fresh. It's freeze-dried. And how do you get in on this great deal? Get a box a month. Join the program. It's really simple. Right now, you can get $15 off your first box of wild-caught seafood when you visit wildalaskancompany.com slash just news. Let me give you that again. WildAlaskanCompany.com slash Just News. You're going to get $15 off your first box. That is a steal. Go do it. Start your spring, because by the way, spring is coming right around the corner, right after St. Patrick's Day, my favorite Irish holiday of the year. We're going to have spring. What should you be doing when spring starts? Eating more seafood, grilling out, having the family over, whether it's prawns, halibut, cod, or of course, my favorite salmon. Go check out my good friends at Wild Alaskan Company at the wildalaskancompany.com slash URL. That's how you're going to get, you ready? 15 bucks off your first box of fish. That is a savings you can't get at the grocery store. By the way, you're not going to get nearly as good a seafood as what you get from Wild Alaskan. So check these guys out right away. And when you support them, remember, you're supporting our journalism. You're supporting our news. All right, so grateful you can join us. We'll be back tomorrow with another edition of John Solomon Reports and a conversation tomorrow about two things. Was election integrity a big lie like Democrats said? I'm going to prove otherwise. Maybe 24, 25 times I'm going to prove it. And we're going to have a conversation about the state of the media with two people who, like myself, have jumped in to create new news organizations to fill the gap as the corporate mainstream liberal media 
has abandoned their rightful position to be honest brokers of facts and news and gone on to be propaganda and political folks. Joe Curl, former editor of the Drudge Report, there's something that's gone off the rails. He now has his own aggregation site called Off the Press. And Michael Patrick Lay, who has created not one, not two, not five, not 10, 11 state news organizations for centrist conservative Americans to get state news that they can trust, just like you get the news from Just the News every day. Both of those gentlemen joining us tomorrow. You're going to want to tune in. We're going to learn a lot. All right, folks, until tomorrow, God bless you and God bless this extraordinary country in the United States. And thank you for listening to John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Just the News. Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34 plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So, You can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text Just News to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friends who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group, text Just News to 989898 right now.